Hey fam bros, this is Tatiana King-Jones, and on this episode, we welcome Francesca and Patrick of Last Name Basis. We talk about how Simon Pegg is crazier than anyone in Mad Max. But not nearly as crazy as Jaden Smith in his white suit. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, the Kevin Bacon of the internet. Benjamin Button in the building. How's everybody doing? This is Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek, and I am joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Stiletto Stunner, the Black Russian, and the Black Rogue. Yes. And sitting in the third seat or actually, you know, sitting, sitting. in the back, yeah, <laughs> crouching, <laughs> <laughs> lurking is Chico Leo. And uh, in honor of the person who called me Afro Cheeks earlier today, I'm going to go with that as my nickname. <laughs> Afro Cheeks. Yeah, someone called me Afro Cheeks who today. Who called you? They called oh. you the train? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. No, a woman I work with called me, called me Afro Cheeks about three, four hours ago. Oh, okay. I get it. Afro Cheeks. Yes. yes. Alluding to the beard. Yes. Which is nicely shaped up this week. Yeah. Afro-Cheeks. Well, you know, yeah. Maybe I have a messed up imagination, but I thought, like, did she see his booty or something? Oh, right. Wow. That, that's so disturbing. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to my head. I don't even want to yeah, know. Yeah, wow. Don't answer. No. Yeah. I mean, no. For <laughs> once, Tatiana took it further than me. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yes, this is Fanbro Show, like I said before, the voice of the urban geek. And we have a packed house on the spaceship tonight. Tatiana, let them know who's here. Introducing Francesca and Patrick of the podcast Last Name Basis. <laughs> Good to be here. Can you two tell us who you are? Tell the Fanbros who you are. Uh, my name's Francesca Ramsey. On the internet, people know me as Jessica Lee. I make... YouTube videos about social issues, and I also write for Upworthy.com, and I have a podcast with my lovely husband. Patrick. <laughs> and I'm basically married to her. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much my role here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to exaggerate it. Very good, very good. Very happy to have you guys on the spaceships. You guys are actually rolling with us through the, uh, the quadrant. The yeah. Time. We're excited. Fantastic. All right. Love it. This could get interesting. Could get. Yeah, we got some big news right off the bat, Listen. though, Tatiana. Oh, Jesus. What's going on with this Geeky Award? Yeah, so... <laughs> I, you scared me for a minute. But yes, so we saw that we our nomination for the a Geeky Award went live. We are actually up for two Geeky Awards, the first of which is Best Podcast, and the second of which would be Best Website for Fanbros.com. So... Right now, I think they are still going to be uh, judging it like internally, and then it's going to be like a public vote. So we'll tell you guys more about it as the time goes along. But yes, Fanbrotes is officially in the Geeky Awards. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Well nice. deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It wasn't last week's episode that got a nomination, was it? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> That's a good Ouch. one. <laughs> F you, Ben <Ben-Avi. laughs> No, it wasn't? No. No, our last week's episode with Tax Stone wasn't nominated for a Geeky Award? 
it was noteworthy for many other reasons. Ah. But, uh, no, not that. Um, uh, yeah, so what's the problem? I mean, why are you bring it up? What are you trying to say? I mean, I've been hearing, you know, throughout the spaceship, throughout the space talk, you know, <laughs> time continuum, that there was a certain bit of dissension in the ranks, I'd say, yeah. about the reaction to the Attack Stone episode. Yeah, um, long story short, uh, there was an internal tiff about it, um, which actually to me was a, a relevant and, and real um, negative reaction to that. If for those who listened or for those who did not listen, Taxstone used a uh, term. Uh, the several ever- terms. Several, ter- several terms. Yeah. Terms. <laughs> several terms. Which, which, to be honest with you, I don't have a problem with the extra cursing in terms of stuff like that because we curse like sailors on this show Fuck anyway. Shit. No, no issue with that. <laughs> but one specific term in mind. Uh, uh, d- the slur, slur, slur. slur yeah. Yeah. I would say slur. Slur. I would call it slur. Thank you. And you know, he's the f word, and obviously that is very problematic, particularly in the LGBTQ community. And uh, we have members of that community within our team, and one particular one was very offended by it. So, you know, we we as a group we discussed it, tried to resolve it. And we also wanted to reach out to everyone else in, in Twitter land and everywhere, just trying to figure out how, did anyone else feel offended by it? We had mixed results. Like a lot of people said they didn't see the problem. That's just how tax tone is. Yada, yada, yada. They, no issue. And other people like, well, yeah, he, he could have eased up a little bit on it. We also internally have varying views on this. And what did you think, Ben? I mean, I mean, me personally, like I said, I edited the episode, so I take full responsibility for everything that went out on the air. And I didn't really feel me. I'm a I, I agree with Tax Stone. Now, I might not agree with his the way he goes about his points. Okay. But the end point of that, you can't expect to use a word because like. I get just as offended every time I hear the nigger, you know? Like, it do, it really digs at me. And I use the word myself. I grew up using it. I say it amongst my friends. But it hurts me every time I use it. And I don't like hearing other people use it. But, you know, it's like that seems to become normalized where anyone can just use it now. Or not anyone, but, you know, amongst our community, on the radio, you hear it every time. And no one seems to have, like, they just say, oh, well, that's just how it is. But... It's like I feel the same way about any word. Like you can't use it in one group and be happy about it. And then if someone else uses it, you get mad about it. That's my point. Yeah, but I also don't think like some people have the right to claim. a Like if you're not a gay person, because personally, I rarely hear gay people throwing the F word around with each other. I don't either. Maybe sometimes like jokingly or they're really giving each other a hard time. Maybe. But like I'm not gay. So it's really not my place to be like, hey, y'all, you need to get over this word that's like plagued you your whole life. And like kids beat you up when you were like when you were growing up and you get scared when you hear it walking down the street. Like it's really not my place to tell somebody else how they should feel about a word. So I think if you're black and you don't like the N word, I think that's totally okay. And I think that you're allowed to say you don't like it or you're allowed to use it i think that like i don't think that it's really anyone's place to say how you should feel about a slur that's been specifically created to damage and hurt you so i kind of think he like overstepped his bounds like hey i'm a straight dude here's what i think gay people should feel about this word like <laughs> shut <Yeah>. up <laughs> i gotta agree with you i think that's a big that's a big part of it i mean it, when something becomes offensive especially when it's poignantly offensive to a particular group or you know even a particular person i mean, it's about controlling that offense. Uh, and so people outside of that group using it, it, it takes that control away from the group. And if, if the group wants to use the word any way they see fit, that's fine. But that's part of the power over that language. 
I got to agree with you, Chico. Anything? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that about people claiming, you know, people being able to claim certain slurs. And he definitely can claim the N word, but can't but not the other two, you know, regarding he's not a woman. And so it becomes more problematic, problematic when he says the B word and he's not part of the uh, LGBTQ community. Um, and so that that's also problematic. And so and then there's the additional thing of the space that we've created here. You know, that's probably the first time that someone has come on and definitely and, and that's certainly the first time that word's been uttered. Right. And, and certainly not someone. in and, and then on top of that, on Friday night, I went home and watched Vice and uh, the episode was about like gay people in Uganda getting like beaten to death and gay women getting raped to make them straight and stuff like that. So that that I mean, it was like that episode was even more poignant given you know the reality of you know like it's just you know words are in fact one of the priests so there were good priests and, and bad priests in uganda just like the rest of the world and one of them was like the first step of genocide is dehumanizing people mm. Definitely, and is. so you know i mean on the i don't believe that we you know fan bros certainly is not about dehumanizing people but it has to do with I also you know we have to accept a certain responsibility because we knew what his rhetoric was coming in and ultimately at the end of the day like if you bring Charles Manson on the show I'm going to ask him <laughs> about what it's like to you know stab pregnant women and oh if you, you know so I you know I mean I get what you're saying Chico so yeah. what do we do going forward how do we move past this what do we do when something like this or if something like this happens again. I mean, my thing is, like, I don't really feel that we should edit guests. And I feel like, you know, unless it's an extreme case. I agree. But at the same time, I want, you know, I don't want people to think that we're not an inclusive thing because we worked very hard to show the fan bros is for a race, sex, creed. Really doesn't matter. You know, it's all for everyone. Yes. So, you know, I do agree. And I, you know, definitely understand how you feel and how a lot of people felt about it. But I also feel it's just one of those things we're going to have to be careful about and, you know, figure out from the perspective of the audience mainly what they feel on it. We will definitely be more mindful for So an unequivocal apology to all those affected by the usage of that word on this show. Fan Show does not condone language like that. I agree with Ben Amin. I don't technically believe in censoring guests. However, there are boundaries and we will be more mindful in setting up those boundaries. But that, that the one thing I have to say to that, I completely agree with you guys about censoring or editing. I wouldn't I, like I don't want to invite people onto the show and then they listen to the show and like, but you edited out what I said. So I don't think there should be editing. But I, I, I that episode didn't really go any differently than I thought it was going to go. Like we listened to his podcast. He wasn't going to be any different yeah. on our show yeah, than and, his. And that's not what, what what's at stake here. We knew what that was. That was right. So my thing is, the, the, is that particular use right. of that word and how we handle that type of language, um, really hateful language going forward. Well, it's just that. I mean, is it is it legitimate or is it not? And if it's not, then should we continue to have people on the show? And I'm not asking that. Yeah, I'm asking that literally like, you know, you know, are we are we doing a disservice to people by not bringing people on the show who speak? Well, we never said we way, weren't you know? going to not bring those type right. of people on the show. We just right. said we're going to be much more mindful about how we allow that to air. So, for instance, we could have put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, like when you watch Scandal, if something's really violent, there's a disclaimer that says, view discretion advised, whatever the case may be. If we feel that it's something like that that could be potentially harmful in that manner, considering most, most of our shows are not really that harmful, we should maybe say something like, by the way, you might hear this, you might have an issue with this, just, just be aware that this is happening. And I just think as long as we do that, I think we're money. 
Sounds good to me. Let us know what you think. Hit us on Twitter at Fan Bros Show. You know, let us know if you were offended or nah. And we're just gonna we're just keep it moving right now because I was kind of offended today on Twitter. Speaking of being offended, because oh, somebody <laughs> told me that they did not like Mad Max Fury Road. Whoa. That's highly offensive. Stone them. Yeah. I, uh, shout out to my man SP Music, who you know thought oh, you know <laughs> <laughs> right on blast. Who you know was Your like timeline getting blown yeah, up. Who was not feeling Mad Max Fury Road? And I saw it this weekend. I thought it was just the most glorious movie experience that I've had in a long time. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so I, I just, I mean, not that as much to spoil it, but I, it just looks beautiful. It like, is beautiful. George Miller is like... A genius. Yeah, on his game. Yeah. Like, has not lost a step at all. And I just, I didn't, I don't really know what people want from a movie like that. <laughs> like, if you... Mad Max is all, as in itself, even the original one, is off the rails just in general. So, I, I again, I agree with you. Not sure what exactly you expect. Like there's going to be some semblance of, or or maybe lack of semblance of of um sanity. Yeah, like it's not about like. But what they you were think just mad about. that there wasn't a storyline, and to me, it's not part, about that. And the it's first never Mad was. Max is like very sparse. You know, there's yeah. ba- there's barely a story in it. You know, it's mad. It's, it's about Max, the effects. Yeah, yes. it's about the effects. It's about the car driving. And in the first one, it's like the slow decline of civilization. But it's not like there's much. He barely says anything in any of the movies so i didn't get the reaction maybe he never saw the original he said he did but i don't know i it, it what lost did you it. say that we didn't see then it, i felt that way about this one like if anyone who didn't like this movie i'm like oh what movie did you go watch because <laughs> i agree it, for me it's all about the insanity it's all about the madness i love the world that uh, is just crazy people doing crazy things and none of them have anything to live for they're all pretty much already dead in this mm-hmm. sort of post-apocalyptic world and that's the that's the genius of it so they're free to just be absolutely nuts um, and to, you know, deck out their dune buggies with <laughs> twisted scrap metal and name their tumors and things like that. <laughs> it's Indeed. fantastic. I agree. I agree with you guys. So I, I'm i mad you put them on blast like that. But... Yeah, no, definitely. I, <laughs> anyone who disagrees with me can hit me at DJ Ben Hameen on Twitter because I will go. You, you know, we can, yeah, me, we can talk about this all day because I really thought it was an amazing movie. And. I know a lot of men's groups were mad about it. For Why some, were they mad? Uh, because, because they're stupid. Yeah, that's well, the Well, they were saying they didn't like something that was like female empowerment. They felt, yeah, they felt that it was feminizing <laughs> sorry, Mad Max, which the most amazing Why? thing. Why? Because was there's they, a woman in it? Right, and she's a pro- powerful woman. Did and you she not has, see the first Mad she Max? Has, uh, she has uh, more. Tina Turner? She has more. That's, no, that's not the, the first. That's, that's the third whatever, one. Whatever, whatever. Have you not seen Mad Max in a hole? At Tatiana King. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, come at me, bro. My point is, regardless of his first, second, third movie, my point is, have you not seen the Mad Max, the original Mad Max series, where there's a lot of powerful women Mm -hmm. on there, and it's a lot of female empowerment there. So what movie did you watch? There was a little female empowerment. There was Charlize Theron, and then there was, like, the horde of wives who were like, help us. We're half half naked, and we're rubbing all over ourselves up. Like, that was not They were in the desert. You know, they can't can't be wearing too many clothes. I don't understand what they're saying. About. I don't know either. I think people were just like, I know one friend of mine was like, you know, this wasn't really Mad Max's movie. It's more about, you know, Charlize is the protagonist and she drives the storyline and Mad Max is like a side tier. Furiosa Imperator. Yeah, yeah, Furiosa Imperator. But to me, Mad Max, while while he might be in a little bit more side in this one, he's usually more of a side character. Like he enters a thing, something's already going on. He either solves the problem or he doesn't. 
and then he moves on to the next one. It's like a western. It's like Clint Eastwood, the man with no name. It's yeah. however you want to look at it. I yeah, like I say at DJ Ben. I mean, let me know if you disagree because I just thought it was you know the best movie I've seen this summer. So since since I, this is probably the only time that I will have seen a movie before Ben did, because yep. I saw it Friday night, and I think you saw it Saturday or Sunday. No, or... Friday morning, bro. Oh, you did? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't even know that, so I didn't even actually see it before you. No. All right. Well, I, I I definitely echo what Ben said, though, and I I mean I haven't I haven't been this positively affected by a movie in like ten or fifteen years. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, seriously, like Children of Men, and 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 you have to go back to Children of Men and uh, City of God, like that, oh. like. For, to get movies, movies that like yeah that really blew me away like this and i had high expectations and now my, the only i'm i'm like literally afraid that like star wars isn't going to be as good as this yeah don't worry but, about that bro but yeah we have many months to of therapy before then but uh not if lapita's character looks like that yeah well mm. you know um but i just wanted to say so those men's groups are the same people who are complaining who were complaining about john boyega appearing in um a in the star, star wars yeah, right they're course. like oh why are you making why are you adding black stuff to our white world why are you adding women to our man world but what was so amazing i saw one dude who was like mad max is an american icon and of course he's, <laughs> he's an australian you know it's like the biggest australian movie and australia is as far from america as any country yeah. or continent could be but oh, they never made much yeah sense. mad max fury road um movie of the year so far most definitely wow all right we're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more fan bros this is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. This is Jojo from Trendsetters. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Juno Diaz. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the H&IC. You know what I'm saying? This is Anthony Frazier from The Fat Startup. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Yo, this is Carly Hustle, and when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. I know I have. We got Chico, Leo, and Tatiana King in the house as always. We're also joined by Francesca and Patrick, the host of the Last Name Basis podcast. It's going to get real interesting up in here. <laughs> and, you know, right off the bat, you know, this is Fan Bros show, the voice of the urban geek. So we have to ask you right away, what are your earliest memories of being a Fan bro? I loved Tank Girl, and uh -huh. I had the, I bought the Tank Girl comic books, and I'm not really a comic book person, but that was like my first comic book purchase. Wow! And I like loved it. I was like super super into it. That's amazing. Tank Girl is definitely up there. I don't. Even, yeah, I'm not even sure if I've even read Tank Girl. I just know about Tank Girl. Really? The yeah. movie. The movie sucks. Oh, I know the movie. I know the movie is definitely <laughs> the not. Is it, ruined Lori, it ruined Lori Petty's career. Oh. Like, she, like she's never been in a movie she after that. I'm not yeah. sure if she, if, you know, if she ever was. Yeah. Uh, she was. She was the the love she interest break? in Point Break. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't remember Johnny her Utah. She was a Bodie, Johnny Utah fighting yeah. over. We don't Lori remember Petty? who she is. No, we don't she remember. You're right. I barely remember that. Movie. <laughs> Point Break or or Tank Girl? 
You don't remember anything. <laughs> well, oh, oh, Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Point Break. I okay. went I went to some some uh, second rate reproduction of it. What? Off Broadway, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, it you was fantastic. Saw it? Yeah, they mm-hmm. were reading, yeah, just read the script and 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 did an actual. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they wow. had a, you auditioned to be Keanu, and uh, someone from the audience played the part. And oh it was just, yeah, my god! That's amazing. Funded it. it was it was one of the most amazing things I've. And I've they ever did the whole movie like next to know? Mad Max. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Off Broadway rendition of Point yes. Break. <laughs> so what about you? What's just some of your early memories of being a fan, bro? Oh, I used to. I used to. Read a lot of comic books. I was really into um, Image. Nice. Yep. And when they sort of, I, I think they came on the scene at this point with Spawn and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yep. the beginning. And that was that was sort of my jam for a minute there. Um, and then, of course, I had I I like to collect all of that stuff. So I was kind of like fancied myself a comic book collector, and I had all the cards and everything like that. Um, do you look I, back with regret at buying all those image books? I because <laughs> I've got like five copies of Youngblood One, and it's definitely yes. a regret. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, well, I don't. I I didn't have time to regret it because my parents sold them all at a garage sale for I think they just said ten bucks for the box. Yeah, take that and get it out of here. <laughs> Damn. All right. That's funny. So let me ask you too. What is your like typical day like? I I know, and I'm gonna ask just. You individually, Francesca, because you do the vlogs and all that stuff, but then also as a unit, because now you have this this dual podcast. So tell me like how the preparation is for that that. Um event. we try to collect stuff throughout the week. So I usually just like find cool topics and drop them into a Google Doc. Um so we share some of our stuff with each other, but some of it we keep from each other just you know, to keep the podcast interesting. Yeah, the surprise is important. Yeah, aside from that, my day-to-day is never the same. I have a full-time job. I also audition. I'm working on a show. Like, I go to meetings. Like, I do different stuff every single day. So, really, the consistency in my life is our podcast right now is the thing that kind of keeps me sane every week. So, I know that I have that on Saturdays when we tape. Patrick, you have fun with this? The podcast? Oh, I love it. It's it's really the best part of my week. I really look forward to it. I have a day job, but it's not something that's going to be exciting to your audience. <laughs> or, or my audience. Or most audiences, really. But it pays the bills. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And then, Francesca, you've been like part of YouTube for what, almost 10 years now? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is like, has it been like 10 years? Oh, my gosh. Or almost? Um, yeah, I would say it's been almost like nine years because I was not making videos like the first year of YouTube. I started in 2007. So mm. it's been a while. Right. So so we had, you had your channels, your self-titled title channels. You had Cheska Locks, which was your lock uh, uh, videos. And then you had, what, Cheska Vlogs or have yeah. Cheska Vlogs. Yeah. Where you do kind of just regular daily things. So, from like what 2007 on to now, like how would you say YouTube has changed from the perspective of a content creator? Um, I think probably the biggest change is that people can make careers out of YouTube. You know, like when YouTube started, it was just like a fun mm-hmm. side project. I had a regular job doing design, and YouTube was not a way to make money or travel or meet celebrities or do all of these cool things that YouTube has opened, you know, all these opportunities up for me. So that's definitely changed. But on the negative side, as soon as you add money to like any venture, you get like tons of people swarming, like I'm going to blow up and be viral. So there's a lot of people making a lot of trash in hopes of just making lots of money money, and and being internet famous. You know, that's a thing that you can be now is 
famous. Would you consider yourself internet famous? No, absolutely not. Yes. I, no. Yes, she is. <laughs> explain ex- explain <laughs> I'm to people. I, I'm curious as to your definition of what internet famous is. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think the idea of fame is so weird and relative that I kind of think like internet famous is like bottom of the barrel. It's like, damn, it's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I mean, F-less let, celebrity. Me, let me say this. I'll say it because of this, because it takes so little talent to be internet famous. Like there are people who literally are like, I'm going to eat a hot pepper on camera and then I'm going to have like millions of views. And now I'm famous. And you're like, but you don't have no, you have no talent. You don't do anything. So, I mean, I think the internet internet can be a vehicle for fame but i think that like if you have talent then your talent can survive on any platform not just the internet and i think a lot of people that are internet famous take them off the internet and they can't do anything these people call themselves comedians they can't do stand-up they can't tell jokes without editing they don't like write anything they just like say stupid stuff or like fall or something they do it for the views yeah they do it for the vine they do it for the gram (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is i think it's like it's a very low bar for entry to be famous on the internet um so i don't know i wouldn't say i'm internet famous only because i don't necessarily want to rank myself with those people but um, you know, like people know me and l- listen to my stuff or watch myself, which I'm very happy about. Has that everything that you said actually also leads into another question? Just how have you managed your brand over the years? Because obviously the tools have changed. The, the platforms have changed. You mentioned Vine, Instagram, all that stuff. So how have you um pretty much like metamorphed your 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 brand um i cry a lot i'm always like i'm stressed out i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) i'm so old um you know it's hard there's i do everything by myself and that is really really you're not editing uh no i'm editing i'm filming everything i'm writing i'm doing everything by myself and it's it is really really tough but it's a labor of love and it's mm. something i've done for such a long time that it kind of comes naturally to me in the sense that i can be on twitter and on my facebook at the same time and i can answer youtube comments and I can be like also writing a story for work. So mm-hmm. I think it just kind of is, takes practice in terms of being able to manage everything. I, there are so many new net platforms though that I'm not on. Like I'm not on Meerkat. I don't know. I don't, I'm not on Snap. I on Snapchat, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> As a lot of people. Do. So like, I'm I'm opting out of some things because I'm just like, oh, there's too many social networks. I can't keep up. So there's such thing as being just too, um, I guess, engaged. You think? I just yes. think, yeah, I think so. But I also think there's such thing as being on platforms that you have no business being on. Like mm-hmm. I'm on Snapchat. I did it for work purposes, but like I'm not making content there because I don't have anything to. I don't know what to do on Snapchat. And sometimes I see people being like, I'm joining Twitter, but I have no idea what to do on Twitter or like why I'm here. So I think it just has to make sense for your brand and not every platform's for everyone. Can I can I ask something real quick? Regarding the internet famous thing, do you view, um, forget about whether you're internet famous or not, but are you doing stuff on the internet as a stepping stone to other platforms or are you doing stuff on the internet because you want to be doing stuff on the internet? Like, is doing stuff on the internet or being famous on the internet enough 
um, as an end all, or or is it always something that people are doing because they want to get on TV or because they want to get on, you know, you know, get an agent and be in movies or like are people who are doing podcasts do they want to be on the radio? Oh, that's a really good question. I think it's different for everyone. You know, I mean, I went to school for acting. I wanted, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to be in entertainment. So YouTube was like an extension of that for me. Again, there was no full time YouTuber when I started making videos, so that was not a goal of mine. Um, I'm very happy with the work that I do on the internet. I like the flexibility. I like the creative control that you don't get in like mainstream media. Um, but ideally like TV is my goal, you know, like that's what I would love to do, but I'd also really like to find a way for the internet and TV to communicate in like a really authentic way. Like a lot of TV shows are trying to do that. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen anyone like really nail it. Um, and that's something that I would love to be able to say, like, I was the first TV show that, like, really successfully integrated Twitter into the show or something like that, you know. Um, what's that one show on uh, Comedy Central that actually does that really well? They oh, At Midnight? At Midnight. Yeah, that's that's one that definitely does it. Yeah, yeah they, like, they have a hashtag like challenge yeah. and like everyone sends yeah. in jokes and stuff yeah like they do a lot of really cool stuff um but people aren't doing with like video i haven't really seen that much you should be the first i would love that that would be really awesome but yeah there are definitely some people who now are just starting youtube channels because they want to be famous or say i want to be twitter famous i want to be instagram famous there are lots of people that are doing that i kind of think that's <laughs> the wrong way to go about it when you say it, it sounds so whack. <laughs> but people, but you know people say that. Yeah. It's so true. And now I feel like because of my own online presence, all these people who like shat on me for having, I had a website in like eighth grade that no one was reading. And I was like on live journal. Was your Zanga? Was your Zanga page? <laughs> no, like we had an FTP. I had tripod was like our, was oh, our internet. Wow, yeah. And wow. it came with the FTP and I had a website. I went to computer camp. I learned code. Like I was like, hey guys, I have a website. Everyone's like, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and like now everyone's like, hey, Francesca, I have like a cookie business. Can you like help me start a Facebook? I'm just like, fuck you, man. You never went to my website in eighth grade. I'm not going to help you now. <laughs> now everybody wants to be on freaking social media now. They should have been doing it back in 98 when I was doing it. <laughs> nah, I'm hot. They all on me. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Computer Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I know a little I know a little C plus, a little C plus plus. Oh wow. You know I mean like, oh, you're getting into the big dog territory. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Oh, shit. She didn't say HTML, y'all. She said C plus plus. Yes. Damn. Exactly. I stopped at basic. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I lost it. Patrick, man, you've seen this growth of this, you know, brand, this whole everything from a personal level that a lot of people, you know, don't get to see. Yeah. And now your own, you know, brand and name is getting more recognition with the last name basis and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm married to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that is. I look at my I look at my Twitter followers, I just hit four hundred. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And they're all and they're all friends fans. Every every one of them. And and that's great. I mean, that's fine. I don't um uh, I, I welcome that. Um, and I welcome the opportunity to uh, to do something you know fun and exciting with uh, with Francesca. But how are you dealing with you know now you're starting to become internet famous? <laughs> no, only, <laughs> only only by association, no. fame by association. But, but really, Still? people know will know you by name or already know you by name, regardless of the association. Yeah, that now you're getting into the public spotlight now. So that line between being a private and public person is starting to get blurred. So how do you handle that? 
I haven't I haven't really had to handle it yet. Okay. So I haven't I haven't hit that point where uh, you know I'm I'm say on the podcast, you know, commenting on something somebody said on the podcast, you know, that uh, that didn't go over well or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it it hasn't gotten to a point for me where um, where I've I've stepped in it or anything like that. And and Fran is there to always sort of guide me because she's been through all of it and I've seen <laughs> all of it. Um, and and all the crying and all of that that you mentioned. I'm a really big crybaby. It's like not a joke. <laughs> um, but she, I mean, she she handles it really well. I just I just follow her lead. Really, I just learn from her. Have you ever won a fight? Have you ever like you know wanted to step in and be like, yo, you know that that went way too far? I have. The only time you mean when somebody says something that's really inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the time, all the time. But it's not <laughs> it's not going to help anything. It's only going to make things worse for Fran. And then of course it's you know they're. People on the internet who want to have something to say are just going to say, oh, you know, a husband's coming in and now he's got something to say. They're going to read into that in a way that's really unflattering. Uh, And I know it's only going to get worse. uh, But the only times I've really lost it uh, in terms of racist comments and things like that um, were when Fran was the subject of the comment, of course. Um, That's when I just, you know, I couldn't control myself. It, It didn't help. It never does. Does it ever help? No. No. It's always fun sometimes, though. Just let it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're talking, you're talking yeah. to the guy who loves going after trolls. Oh, and yeah. Everything. yeah. He will I think that's them amazing. To his timeline, yeah, so. yeah. DJ at DJ Ben You know, there it is. <laughs> Find me because I've, I've got See? I've got no problem cursing you out. And man, I love it. It is so much fun. So how did you? I gotta ask. Why did you guys decide to do a podcast together? Um. I got approached to do a podcast like last year um, by a producer that works at Cirrus Radio. And I was like, I want to do something, but I don't really know what. And um, Patrick and I just always have these really great conversations where we are like cracking up. And I just thought, like, I wish that I could share these conversations with people because we talk about so many different things. Like, we can talk about politics, but we can talk about celebs, and Patrick really loves science. Like, we talk about all different types of things. And so I just thought, well, maybe we could do something together. And we'd been looking for some sort of project. Like, we talked about maybe writing a show together. Um, We've done music together. And so we just kind of were like, what is a fun project for us? And so this really kind of fit the bill for us. At least it's not a reality show. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't be an exciting reality show though. I mean, we would have to we would have to stage fights with each other. Yeah, we would. It would be like on this week's episode, Francesca picks up after Phil because he pooped on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like really boring. Watch this married couple wash their animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that how you guys met? <laughs> Picking up poop. When he pooped on we, the sidewalk. We were both leaning over to yeah. pick up the same poop. Right. <laughs> and he banged heads. Bumped heads. <laughs> yes, and and that was his first sight. Yeah. So it's a fresh maker moment right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> yum. <laughs> did y'all see the, oh, speaking of fresh maker, did y'all see the John claude Van Damme Mentos commercial that's uh, going around right now? No. No, uh, but I can't wait. Yes, it took a scene from Bloodsport. I won't spoil it, but it took a scene from Bloodsport, straight from Bloodsport, put the Mentos music over it, and the commercial at the end, and it is absolute perfection. That's fantastic. I love that there's a spoiler alert for a Mentos commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, I mean, way to hype it. Now it's at next, it's next level. 
DJ Ben I mean will be your hype man for only nine 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 ninety nine. And the funniest thing is I will spoil every movie, television show, and everything else on this show, but I'm not gonna spoil a commercial for See, a, your fake, priorities are a fake commercial. Up, man. The priorities are all out of whack on this show, boy. They are quite terrible. Man, well, man. Well, you've survived the interview segment of Fan Bros, and now it's time for the rapid fire questions, our brap segments. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. You know, one day people are not going to be scared. Like one day people are <laughs> <laughs> one day because everyone is scared to some varying degree. Rapid fire questions. Just the title sounds like just this is going to be really intense. <laughs> I feel like you know Maybe we but, should rename this section. Right. Hell no. no. Okay. I, no. I like fear. <laughs> <laughs> just call it fear. Like Fan bros fear factor. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ready to stab you with inquiries right now. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bloody studio. <laughs> All right. Well, number one, the Falcon or War Machine? Ooh. War Machine. I'm going to say Falcon just so I can disagree with Patrick. <laughs> Here we go. We love Fair it. enough. Yeah. We love disagreements. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. Oh, that's a tough one. because I'm, I'm not super familiar with either character, especially Luke Cage, but he was sort of this really... He was just like down on the on the ground, just getting by. He was like the black guy, hero for hire. Yeah, yes. right. He was he was sort of a vigilante. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with him so I can disagree with Francesca. <laughs> he, he, he was Take the first that. superhero who tried to get paid for it, basically. Yep, definitely. Uh, the Wire or Breaking Bad? Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, come on! That is a that's really that's yeah. wrong. Um, that's just so hard because they're both such good shows. Oh. I'm gonna say, damn it. Say Breaking Bad. You know you want to. Oh, but The Wire is so good. I'm gonna say The Wire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say The Wire. I'm gonna keep disagreeing with you, but both that was actually really hard. All right, Magneto or Professor X? Professor X, good guy all the way. Yeah, Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And and I I listened I listened to your segment with DeRay, and and that's it hurts me to say after his explanation of why yeah. he chose Professor X, right? DeRay of all people, and uh, it hurts me to say Magneto, but the truth is, it's Magneto. I mean, how cool? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes I think, have we all picked Magneto just ourselves? I would definitely no. pick Magneto. There is no, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, there's no, I pick Magneto. Really? Yeah, Magneto was right. That's you know, that's that's what it really is all about. <laughs> Magneto was right in the right. story. So who's right in this one? Judge Dredd or Judge Judy? Oh my God, Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judge Dredd. Uh, you know what? I want to see what Judge Dredd has to say about Judge Judy. Don't piss on my Death. leg and tell me it's yeah. raining. Done. Yeah. The law. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy has like tons of money. She's, She's frightening. Like, she looks like the thing exactly. that when you're in the haunted house and the door opens and the light goes off and there's that loud horn. Like that's what you see is Judge Judy. <laughs> is she scarier than Judge Dredd? So exactly, yeah. she's scary <laughs> because it. she she has like the law on her side. You know what I mean? She's and she's got, got money on her side. She's, I think she's the most well paid person on TV. Forty one million dollars a year. Yeah. I think. Loaded. Wow. Damn, she's still on TV. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Are you kidding me? Four o'clock, double episodes yeah. Yeah. at five days a week. <laughs> Judge Dredd ain't got that kind of exposure. No, definitely <laughs> not. Bitches in syndication. Yeah. Nah, nah, Judge Dredd need more people. <laughs> Cookie Lions or Cookie Monster? Ooh, Cookie Lions all the way. <laughs> <laughs> cookie monster. <laughs> I just just fond memories. Also, cookies are great. Real yes, cookies. Cookies are great. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Titans or X Men? 
Mm, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men. Oh, some agreed upon. This is the rock on which we build the rest of our relationship. <laughs> <Yes>. X-Men. <laughs> Love of X-Men. Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Mm, Peter Parker. I'll go, I'll, go with, I'll go with Peter Parker, too, actually. Yay, another agreement. Yeah, that's two. <laughs> you guys love each other. <laughs> it's proof. <laughs> what character death in, in any or every media has struck you the worst? Ooh. Or oh affected God, you so. the worst? Character death? I don't know. Everyone that happened in Mad Max. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, I'm serious that movie changed my life. And there were quite a few. I mean, you yeah. must have been affected. Like, every there were some yeah. really <laughs> bad people and it was, that died. Dies, the like... effect was a giant grin and a lot of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> I, know that's, I know it was that supposed was to be a serious question. Effect, yeah. But, oh, my God. Um, I would have to say... Uh, what was the movie with um Macaulay Culkin where he gets st- stung by the bee and he dies? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, Is that, that's not the good son, though. No, no, the no. Son. The good son's where he it's kills not, a lot yeah. or tries to yeah. kill that's Elijah Wood. Would. That's where he's the that, killer. No. It's like Anna Chlumsky Aunt or Chlumsky. Yeah, she's on Veep yeah, now. She is I forget on Veep. who that is, but like she's they're they're in love and they're kids and he oh, gets stung. Oh. What is it called? My girl. My girl. My girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he dies. That was Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> From like nineteen ninety three. But um that one really that one really hit me. It was probably because I was like eight. But <laughs> no, no, I, I understand. But young I love, you know what I mean? And yeah. you didn't know he was gonna die. It was a kids movie. I didn't know he was gonna die. Exactly. I was yeah, I that was you. that was sad. Hey, you know, shout out to Macaulay. <laughs> Does she die in fault in our stars? Ooh, I don't think is she in that movie? No, no, no. I just meant oh, the, girl, the girl. The girl. Like yes. it's about a dying. Spoiler so she does alert. die at the end. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm never well, going to see that. I'm just I think that everybody knows that. She, well, you didn't know. Well, right. Well, I, I assumed, but I don't know. These days, the, they wimp everything down. No, and, you know. no. She she definitely. Sorry, okay. guys. She yeah. does. She seems right. to fall on the stars. Wait, yeah. before, can I change my answer? Yes. Because I remember The Land Before Time. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Oh, yes. Do you remember when the mom dies? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, that, absolutely. That Those really. Are... That really stuck with those me. Those are all brutal. Those, yeah. you know, Bambi or Dumbo getting separated from yeah. his mom. All those I are think really those brutal. Late eighties, early nineties movies. Like they have like no holes bar. Like they will mess up an eight year old. Pixar too. Pixar has continued that tradition. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh. Up. Yo, I hate that movie, man. That was, <laughs> I was sitting in the theater like you bastards. <laughs> you. They never got to make the trip. Wait, babe, didn't I catch you crying during Alien versus Predator? <laughs> I swear to no. God, what it was no. no. <laughs> I, I cried. I cried after the last Rambo. Oh, you did. Which one? When he kills all the people in the forest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. Rambo has like the highest death count in any movie. It yes. is so oh, and, and Sylvester Stallone directed that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. The yeah. one from just like forty-five years ago, four or five years ago. Right. Yeah. yeah where yeah, he yeah. returns uh, returns yeah. home back to his farm or whatever. He was actually crying. Yeah. Like, Why? Like tears. It was just. It was just. Was it tears of joy? It was. No, not like not like Mad Max. You're like so many bodies. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually. Those were really serious graphic killings. No, extreme. Yeah, it was. That was. And they took a lot of flack for that, didn't they? Yes. They. They. I mean, they deserved it, but and reasonably. At the same time, I loved it. It was like, yes, this is a action movie right here. It was a very serious action movie. But to see him return home, it was just, you know, it just got <laughs> And I knew that it was the end, and I, it just, you know. That is so terrible. Me, the war is over. Me, Rambo, we're, we have a lot in common, so I saw myself 
yes. in him. Patrick Starr got jokes, man. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, see, you thought I was joking. And I, was, <laughs> I was really being really openly honest. <laughs> He's had some rough trips to, to Asian lands. Right. We got to get this back on track, man. Yeah. <laughs> the most important question of all, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because I, I get the, and I've never been a huge fan of either, but Star Trek, the fans seem to take it with a, with a. They're with serious. A, no, I get the feeling that they take it with like a, they take it very seriously, but they understand that it's a fun thing. And Star Wars feels like they really are, they're really there in their minds. They're there. <laughs> and I feel like the Star oh Trek God, crowd is just. space is like so <laughs> pissed. He's like, what? <laughs> Wait, I'm really not on I need you to explain. I'm really not on Patrick, we are a guest on yeah. your show. I'm sorry, I, I was rude. This about is what your you house. Mean about uh, they seem they're really there. That's, that's what I need. I just, I just get the impression that they, that they're really. I mean, if they could, they would go all the way. They would be there. They would, they would exist in the Star Wars world. Whereas this, the Trekkies seem like they're having a great time with it, and then they're gonna go back to their, to their day jobs and things like that. And I don't know. Because it's just not good enough to envelop you <laughs> oh, in its love geez. and greatness. See, like if, if that's a fair point. Though. You know, I that's, think that's the a... thing. If if the Star Wars, you know, it's not such a, I want I don't want to say religion, but the spiritual aspect that makes it where you know it can go in any day of your life. Okay. The force is with you always. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I said Star Trek because there's more black people. So I just you know I feel like I could survive in that world. You uh, know. True. Women captains, black women captains. I mean, yeah. come on. There's no Lando Calrissian, though. Cock in space. Billy, <laughs> Remember the that. greatest, yes, the originator, the the pioneer Listen, of this, the conk in space. This is going to be an argument that will never die. Ever. Ever. Uh, the Fresh Prince or The Cosby Show? Ooh, why would you do that? <laughs> um, I would say Fresh Prince. I was pretty young when Cosby was wore out, so I grew up on Fresh Prince. Definitely Fresh Prince. I never watched the Cosby Show. I just knew that it was there, having an influence, and then I watched Fresh Prince, and it was awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, f- your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? <laughs> oh my God. Um. He's had some good ones. Uh, I don't. I can't even think of any. Blade. 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 I'm just naming Blade one. The one. I'm just right? naming one. No, that's actually. It gets one. named more than anyone else yeah. on this show. Of course, yeah. of course. But there's um. He was in um, Blade Two. He was also in Blade <laughs> Two. Which has anybody ever said Blade Two was? Yeah, there? actually, because Guillermo del Toro directed that one, and so there it's are the like best sci-fi. One. Wasn't yeah. he also in White Men Can't Jump? <laughs> yeah, he certainly yes, was yes. in White Men Can't Jump. Maybe I'll make, maybe I'll make that my choice. Yep. Um, well, and he was in what's one? He was in um, um, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That's what I was thinking of. I'll, I'll go with Simon Demolition Phoenix. Man. Phoenix. Yes, that's that's his character's name in Demolition Man. <laughs> I notice. <laughs> <laughs> These are things I know. This is my life. <laughs> All right. If you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, I would like to fly. Right, and I think last time we talked about this, you said you wanted to fly so that you could have this sort of airborne people on your back Uber. I'd start my own Uber. Business. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is what you're doing with your with your great powers. Yeah. So you're, you're, another, for... you're another Luke Cage asking for money for your superpowers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you have a superpower, like why not turn it into a business? You know what I mean? Like really get some people are saving lives and like, you know, fighting crime for free. 
that's a lot of time and energy. Marketing, you have to make a suit, maybe make a website. Someone's got to run the Twitter. You know, that's a lot. So if plus I could, battle supervillains. Exactly. You have to work out. You have to stay in shape. You probably have to like watch your diet and stuff so that you can like no carbs. Oh man. Exactly. That's a that's lot. Right. We put it like that. I'm like, you know, I'll pass on the superpower. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna have to be working out and. Oh, gosh. Mm, you have to wash that suit all the time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Um, who's the guy? Is it is it Quicksilver that's so fast? He's yep. basically stop time. Yes. yes. At least in the at least in the movie. Yes. yes. Um, I would take that because you can pretty much do anything you want, or take your time and do nothing. I mean, it really buys you an infinite amount of time. Yeah. I love that you want your superpower to be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Does the TV still work if I stop time by moving that fast? No. No. All right, well. You might be able to watch the DVD, though. I guess you could do that. <laughs> Wouldn't it appear like it's still? Because there's no frame rates for Yeah, because it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah, you have to slow down. Yeah, that's the one thing you can't do is, like, watch stuff. You can read books. <laughs> you can read books really fast, you know? There you go. <laughs> but that's, that's great. I'll take it. All right, well, you survived the brap segment and the interview segment, but we're going to keep you right here for more Fan Bros, and we'll be right back after the break. My name is Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds, and when I'm not tweeting about nerd culture, I am listening to the Fan Bros Show. And welcome back, fan bros. I know you've been enjoying this episode. And you know, it's time for our segment. We thought we had a new name for it, but we're still working on that. Certain things sound better on Twitter when you read them than when you say them out loud. So right now, it's still Ask the Fan Bros because we're just not sure how this is going. But we do have some questions from our audience this week. And first up, Mr. Prolific B on Twitter asked, name five people you'd like to have on the show that would speak to fan bros-ish and solutions to current social events. Five might be a little much, Mr. Yeah, Prolific five, five, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I could think of five people I'd like to have on Twitter, but so we'll just say one. Tatiana, who would you love to have on the fan bros show? Aisha Tyler. There, yeah. Ooh, that's wow, a good one. that is a good one. That's my home. I can't be mad at that oh. for reasons. <laughs> Um, yes. What about you, Chico Leo? Barack Hussein Obama. Damn it, Ooh. you stole mine. Really? Yeah, and he just joined Twitter and everything. I was really going to go <laughs> with did. that one. Oh, man. He knows his geek stuff. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. yeah. And we've already had DeRay, so I can't say that. Uh, who would speak the current? And we've had Ta-Nehisi Coates. I feel mm. like we've already covered this, uh, <laughs> you know. You stumped me, Mr. Prolific B. I can't think of anyone who would speak the current. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. There you go. There, there we go. Yeah, Good Neil job. deGrasse Tyson. That's damn it, because yeah, he would. Yeah, oh, man, I'd I'd cry. I would shed tears up in here. Bug tears. Yeah, when he does walk in here. When? Oh yeah, put you it you out guys, there in the universe. You guys should do a show together where you guys just both cry all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh tr- man, we, you know, you want to talk about frustration cries? We, yeah. could, we could battle yeah. on that. Like, yeah. but I'll tell you something. Buffy cries a lot, and she kicks a lot of ass too. So you know, you guys are. are it's in okay good to company. be emotional. It is. <laughs> it's all right. That's okay. It's all right to cry. <laughs> 
of Rare Chigolio singing. That's right. Rosie <laughs> Greer, no less. Rosie Greer sings that song. All right. Wow. Second question we have The Cracks on Instagram, Max. <laughs> Your name, no, your name. It's like, the, you know, I'm not even going to ask questions. Um, do you have any predictions on what is going to happen in Secret Wars now that Battle World is laid out for us in issue two? Anything you would like for us to see? This is the moment or where you would like to see. Chico Leo and Tatiana both say, What? I mean, I know. Okay, let me, let me, let me caveat this again. I don't read the comics like that, okay? Nope. I do know what's happening about Battle World, I know all that's happening. I gotcha. But I'm kicking it to you. Well, I was going to kick it to Chico Leo. He looks uh, like he has something to say. I'm on assuming Spider Man's going to get a new suit. This is probably true. Is yeah, it really? I'm just joking. Always. That's what happened in the original <laughs> that one. Happens. That's all I that knew. Yeah. Happens. You know, that's a fun fact I just found out today that uh, the black suit was designed by a fan who was paid $222 for that design. Whoa. Oh, that sucks. That is some Nike designing the swoosh. And the woman who designed the swoosh got $39 for right. it. But years later, uh, Phil Knight gave her an envelope with diamond earrings and a check. For what? A check for what? How she, much? She never complained, okay. is what the story so goes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she had nothing to say. Uh, my predictions for what happens in battle, I, I, I'll say it straight. Like My problem is right now, what uh, Marvel seems to be doing is that they're, they've already said after Secret Wars, they're going to jump eight months ahead and everything will be one world. Like There won't be Ultimate Universe. There won't be yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, any of yeah. their alternate universes. There'll just be this one world. And it kind of feels real DC-ish to me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Secret Wars, but I don't know, man. The aftermath is looking like, I don't know. So the cracks, I predict um, some nonsense. That's what my answer is after. But what would I like to see? I want to see more Doctor Doom kicking ass and being God Doctor Doom like he's been in the first two issues because... That's like, I, I love how Dr. Doom is being written in this. Jonathan Hitman is absolutely killing it. Excellent. Yes, with the white-suited Dr. Doom. Which brings me to another great topic, because, you know, my personal hero, <laughs> Jaden Smith, went to his prom as a white-suited Batman. <laughs> is this the same Batman suit he wore to Kim Kardashian? Unfortunately, wedding? it is. I was hoping that he would, like, have a... Maybe the designs might be different. Like, this might be, like, his Batman 2 version, you know, where it's, oh, like, slightly like it's different. Like Iron Man, the Mark II type yeah, thing. Like, Wait a minute. Slight changes. Because when I saw him the first time, it was, like, the um, it was the costume that was, like, puffed up with the muscles and everything. Yeah, that's what this one looked like, too. Yeah, Aww. definitely. It was puffed up. he was up. wearing a tie, wasn't he? No, no. It's a full Batman suit. There ain't no place for it. You know, I thought I saw him wearing a tie. Tie option. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for Patrick. I uh, I actually don't own a Batman suit. Unfortunately. But do you so. own a Batman tie? I don't. Oh, oh wow. I know. You got to get on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jaden Smith was rock. I, no, I condone it. Like, <laughs> Jaden Smith's my hero, dog. Like, if I was the son of Will and Jaden, you know, bitch out the wazoo, I'd wear a damn Batman suit to my prom, too. Like, why not? Like, you know, you only go to prom once. Batman suit. How about the white limo, white Batman suit? You can have white dyed bats. Fly out the I'm pretty sure Jaden could afford albino bats. That's what I'm saying. Either way, albino, dye, whatever. As long as they're white, you know, to match the suit. 
So he must have been a big Fantasy Island fan. <laughs> Me? No, him, Jaden. I mean, you know, Mr. Rourke and, and Tattoo had their white, white suits. suits and, you know. I seriously doubt Jaden has ever seen one episode of Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane. <laughs> you guys are cool. You, uh, uh, Francesca and Patrick, you guys are cool with this uh, Batman suit for prom? I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal only because, like, prom's not really that big of a deal. Like, you spend so much time and money. Like, I, I didn't really go all out for prom. Like, I, you know, went to, like, a consignment shop and bought a dress. I went by myself one year. I went with, like, my best friend one year. I wasn't, like, dating anyone. Prom is kind of like a waste of money, She I repeated like. the 12th grade three yeah, I was times. about to no. ask that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got invited to prom as a sophomore, a junior, and a senior. Thank you very she much. She said, check boo-boo. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't know. I don't care. Like, he wore a Batman suit. I was kind of thought it was rude that he wore the Batman suit to the, the wedding. wedding. <laughs> but I also, like, I'm not really a fan of Kim Kardashian. So, I was kind of like, that's, like, really funny and trolly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, wear a Batman suit to your prom like who cares you're never gonna remember that shit like well actually everyone will remember because the internet will not let it (laughs) well yeah like that's kind of the cool part of it but I mean the actual prom like what the theme is and like who won you're not gonna remember any of that stuff so yeah have fun would you guys have been upset if someone had worn a Batman suit to your wedding Not yeah. really. No, God. <laughs> not not so much. I, I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't be when I get married. I'd be like, yes, thank you, dude. That made this wedding. You guys got married on the beach, right? Yeah, we did. So, like, could you imagine a guest like <laughs> running from the water, like whipping their hair? So that would have yeah. been an if someone had worn an Aquaman or yeah. a Submariner, you know, like <laughs> someone came out of the water. I mean, I don't know. I probably would get over it. I would have like a moment of like, that's kind of weird. Well, that's true because you're the bride. The, it's supposed to be your moment yeah, as the and bride. The, and the and thing is, is like it wasn't even like that for me. I wasn't like super like crazy. I wasn't like a bridezilla or anything like that. Like we got married on the beach. We spent no money. We bought like what the permit to be on the beach. Like we just showed right. up. Yeah, we just walked out there and said we're getting married now. We didn't do chairs, flowers. It? Like we didn't do any of that stuff. So like I'm super low budget. So I probably would have been a little annoyed. Wait, there like, were no chairs? Like everyone? No, we stood. Wow. We just stood. The ceremony was was brief, and then we went back. And my of course grandma we did the was whole so reception pissed. <laughs> She wore heels. I know. She was like, next time you get married, Fran, I don't do it on the beach. Wow, next like, time. <laughs> she said that. That's she said that. She said that right after, I, right after I walked off like the proverbial aisle. That was like what she said to me. Grandma. Shade. Wow. Oh, That's serious. Yeah, yeah, wow. She's pretty nasty. So, I mean, you know, I if I could deal with my grandma throwing shade at me on my wedding day, I probably <laughs> could have gotten over someone wearing a superhero costume. Yeah, YouTube commenters aren't much after that. One, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, how do you, ooh, how do you deal with it? Oh man! I, you know, I, I think that the the Batman suit isn't in itself strange, but wearing it to every major occasion yeah. really <laughs> like sort of waters to it down. This now, yeah. yeah respect the suit, Jaden. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right for all events. If you're going to wear an alpine event, right? Because it's a white suit. So anything he does, like, in the Swiss Alps, he should be wearing that suit. But outside of that... Didn't like Kanye <laughs> yeah. and 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 Kim. Where did they get married? They didn't get married somewhere in Europe. Yeah, yeah. somewhere up there. But it wasn't wasn't like an alpine no, type no, situation. No. Yeah, not at all. I think you're thinking about Inception, but <laughs> <laughs> this definitely isn't. But yeah, uh, you hear this news about Simon Pegg? Ooh, 
Ooh, he oh. said something, right? About he said something stupid something based stupid. on who he wow. is and what he's done. Whoa. Yeah, he wow. can kiss my ass. Wow. He can he can suck everything wow. that comes out of my ass. Wow. Like who is this dude? Wow. Who is this dude with his Shaun of the Dead wow. and his like we're gonna go on a bar crawl and it's the end of the world and then he's gonna say sci-fi movies are dumbing people down. He's dumbing people down. Wow. That's it. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I have never experienced the shame. Wow. Yeah, that was that was outrageous for him to say that. Like he has no place saying that. You know what I mean? Well, all right. For those who don't harsh. know, Simon Pegg, star of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and that other horrible end of the world movie. Yeah. Oh, we I, liked that movie. I like that movie. <laughs> Why? That's another another cornerstone to our marriage is that movie. Why? <laughs> We liked that movie. The jokes are so, they're, they're just, like all of them are, all of his movies, yes. just to have that really great back and forth, the really clever, understated wordplay. That's what I love There's about it. There's a lot it. of, like, nerdy jokes in No, I, I love Shaun of the Dead. Like, it's one of my favorites of all time. I love Hot Fuzz. And I was hyped for that one, and then it was just like, it yeah. loses me. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's To me, the beginning, when they're, like, talking about their history before everything happens is... You know, oh, that vintage. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so classic. And, and then, he's Scotty in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Where is he coming I, from that he's like going to say? Hyper hypocritical yes. to say all of that. Well, stuff. he he did double. Well, not double down. He backed down on his comments, and he wrote a long essay. You know, that was entitled uh, "Foot in Mouth" or something, or like "Bid Mouth Speaks Again." I think he wanted attention. Yeah, and he was saying that. What I actually agreed with some of the things he was saying. He's like, the cinema is really being dumbed down now. And it's like, back in the day, you had movies like Taxi Driver, Godfather, Apocalypse Now, things that really tackled social issues, and these were bigger movies. And now, you know, you have Avengers, you know, and you have... So is he arguing that he thinks there's no important, important quote-unquote, movies like, like he was thinking of, or that they're not as big as... And Avengers. Yes, that they're not as big as Avengers, and the big movies get all the attention. What killed That's me, though, said, though, the line that just got me is when he was like, I want to go and do serious acting. Like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> dog. I'm looking at you. Is it his new movie a sci-fi movie? Uh, Where prob- he has like some super, he has like a superpower of some sort. In He's writing movie. the new Star Trek as we speak. Yeah. Oh my god! And wasn't he attached to Ant Man at one point? Yeah, before he was. Paul Rudd. Yeah. So what, what is this yeah. dude talking about? It'd be like me coming out and being like, "Yeah, podcasting is ruining America." <laughs> 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 or the dude that does uh, the dude that played the middle in the um the caterpillar what was the caterpillar movie? Oh the, my human, the human the human centipede. centipede. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, how does that I don't wanna know how that relates. Uh, you know oh, no, I don't less I think about human centipede the oh better. I mean if it was like the ant on Downton Abbey making that comment, that'd be one thing. Like someone who has nothing to do with sci fi, but this guy everything he does is definitely pretty sci fi, so you know, Simon Pegg, like he said, he admitted that his big mouth was open. and I just... still don't get it. Like, I'm listening to what you guys are saying and reading what he said. I don't get it. Maybe he's trying to, like, win the favor of, like, serious acting directors or something by being like, I think sci-fi sucks. Now cast me in your, like, deep dramatic film because I think it's better. I'm trying to, like... You know, I'm You're trying to give him. Something. I'm trying because I, it really doesn't make any sense. But if he says he wants to go into serious acting, maybe he thought this was the way to like plant si- his flag in the ground. Simon, or something. you don't shit on your like entire fan base, right? To don't get your you serious eat. acting, don't bite the hand that feeds you. 
None of that. I, I, I don't understand. Um, but what I do understand is huh. something really cool that I saw on YouTube the other day. Okay. You know Super Smash Brothers, right? You guys ever played it or yeah. seen mm-hmm. it where you play as a Nintendo character and things like that? Well, this Japanese modder that has a YouTube page, he actually inserted Dragon Ball Z characters into it. And it's not just like a skin where they just put like a, a mask of like Frieza or somebody on a, on a character. It's like the actual models of the characters and the movements and the kicks and the blasts and all that other stuff. So you get to play Super Smash Brothers, but as like Goku and Vegeta and things like that. And... That I know I'm a huge DBZ fan. Ty, the robot, is a huge DBZ fan. Ben's eyes glaze over at the mention of DBZ. I know you did, but it looks really cool. And I know that there's actually tons of listeners that are into it. I know we every time DBZ comes on uh, Cartoon Network or Adult Swim, we always live tweet it. So definitely that's a huge thing for you guys. Also, and uh, actually, you mentioned it earlier. Yes. Barack Obama is now on Twitter. Yes. He is on there, the Twitter handle POTUS. Funny that it took six years for this to happen because his wife was on Twitter back in, like, 2012. Mm. So after he came on, he said, yeah, it's really me. This is Barack. Apparently, this is an account that he actually runs on his own. I'm sure that they probably are, like, checking what he says and spell checking and all that other stuff. But this is Barack Obama's account. So are you going to be tweeting him? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, now that I know he's out there, the first thing I'm tweeting him is asking him when is he coming off Ambrose show. And like I want to know what happens when he leaves Twitter. Like the, d- does the next president take over this account? Yeah. Is he gonna get a new fresh name, like, you know, Mr. Obama or something <laughs> like that? Like well, the Barack Obama. Well, like Michelle The like, real for, Barack the Obama. Real Barack. <laughs> <laughs> the real Barack. So I like you know, like Michelle Obama has her own Michelle Obama handle. Yep. So I'm sure that when they leave they will vacate the uh, handles and give it to the next president and first lady. But it was really cool when he joined because then you had like Bill Clinton, of course. The they first were tweeting one with each jokes. other. <laughs> he was tweeting. Bill, wow. Tweeted. He was, and actually Bill Clinton asked him the same question. He said, so uh, when you leave office, do you have to vacate the handle? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> oh, I was just like, well, Bill Clinton's got Well jokes. played, Bill. Bill. Got well jokes. played, Slick Willie boy. Always with the jokes. Bill got jokes. Um, and one important news for those who use Twitter and Google, which is pretty much everybody, now they Twitter and Google have now formed a deal where you can now see real-time tweets in your searches. Ooh. So this actually, they used to do this back in, like, prior to 2011, and they stopped it, they deal ended, but now they've made nice. They said, we are going to do it again. Right now it's very limited. It's only for people in the U.S., and you have to be a mobile user. But now when you search, say... I don't know, Wesley Snipes. Anyone who's tweeting about Wesley Snipes, whether it's Passion 57 or Blade 2, it will come up. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I use Twitter to like sometimes for writing stories or just mm-hmm. to like know what's going on in the world. Or you see something on Twitter, but you can't remember who tweeted it. And then you're like looking for it and like Twitter's search isn't really that great. So yes. I feel like Google taking the authority there will make sure that it's actually easier to find stuff. Is it going to sort them? Is it going to let you know that I'm, I'm just worried that you're going to Google something and you're going to get 4,000 tweets oh. and nothing and, and you're never so, going to be able to find the, the sort of backbone or the meat of the information. Right. So it's going to be like included into their general search. So, you know, when you search now, usually at the top, you either get like a news article or maybe a video or two. Then you get mm-hmm. links to sides and then there's always little sections. There will be actual section that shows you like Twitter feeds and when you click on it, because it's mobile, it'll actually direct you back to the Twitter app, and then you'll get to go and search from there. 
But the fact that they are have now established their relationship again is really good for um, us. <laughs> you know why? Why? SEO. Oh, <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. SEO. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you're about to hear some frustration crying right live on the air right now. Uh, you know, who else should be frustration crying right now is whoever is, like, at DC uh, Films and TV. Because, as usual, these guys just can't seem to get it right. Are y'all fans of the Flash TV show? No. I haven't watched it. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you guys should check it out. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, good. I'm guilty of not watching uh, it. Better or about the same caliber as Daredevil? I just recently got into that. Oh, nothing's the caliber of Daredevil. Nothing's the caliber of Daredevil, but <laughs> okay. Flash is is pretty damn close. And it's a different tone, which is like, it, it isn't that dark and gritty, although it's the serious stories. Yeah. But it definitely captures like the super heroic feel of superhero comics and- they have like a real winning cast. Yeah, it besides Daredevil, it's my favorite like superhero show ever. But the Flash movie, which is going to be related to the Batman versus Superman movie and the rest of the Justice League movies, seems that they're going to take a different take on the character. It's still gonna be Barry Allen, but it won't be the character who's played on the show. You won't see any of the familiar cast. Grant Gustin is the actor on Grant, the show. Okay, Grant Gustin's the actor yeah. on the show. They haven't cast Barry yeah. Allen yet in the movies. They have? Mm-hmm. Ty? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller will be cast as Ezra Miller. I, I know the name, but it doesn't really bring up anything for me. But the real problem is that these it won't be related to all these TV right. shows that they're establishing right now. These will be completely owned universes. Yeah. And it just seems as usual DC is just... Well, that was the grievance Chico had, I believe, last week or the week before. He said he didn't understand why. Constantly, that's been my grievance. Yeah. <laughs> For instance, Marvel will pretty much seamlessly integrate TV shows and all the movies together. So the same person you've seen on the TV show will undoubtedly play the same person on screen and, and, and vice versa. Whereas DC is like, fuck it. Like, they just want to do whatever. Like, there's a different person on TV, different person on film, different person in the book. Mm-hmm. And I know Chico was upset about that because he said it seemed nonsensical. I mean, there's a character who was a, 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 a recurring character on Arrow who was killed on Arrow, and Will Smith is playing him in the Suicide Squad movie. Oh. So, like, mm-hmm. what are you supposed Like, the continuity, I mean, I'm not trying to be, like, one of those super anal continuity guys with comics, but that's one of the things that's been so successful, and Marvel has had a lot of reasons why their stuff has been so successful, but the the fact that they've kept all the continuity, when you watch Daredevil, they make references to things that happen in the movie, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. just the fact that that in Invasion in the first Avengers movie, Some and you know, walls, so like, yeah, and 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 so the, the yeah, I mean, I just think it's a really bad look for for the DC movies and franchises in general. Yeah, would, oh, no good. I, I would think that would be that could be really liberating though for you know any given project, so that you could jump around and say you know what, here's what we're gonna do. Batman's kind of the same way; it just happens over a long period of time. So you've got the early Batmans, and you've got these Batmans, Spider Man. They did the same thing where they sort of reinvent the world. Or reinvent the the character, the the tone of the movies, the origin story, right? And they, yeah, sometimes they even reinvent the origin stories. Yeah, Gotham is like I feel like they're just making stuff up. <laughs> they, right. Well, they and, are and, making stuff up as they go along. And, and it's you. true because what happens, you get chained to all the continuity stuff, and then you have to do these crossovers and these things to undo continuity. And they retcon stuff where they say, "Oh no, that didn't happen," or it was a dream, or you know, it was she was a clone, or he was a twin, or whatever. So it's true that they do get. Sort of, blo- you know, locked in with with some continuity stuff, 
But I think having, you know, saying that the stuff on the show, on the TV show, doesn't matter if, the, you know, versus the movie. I don't know. I have an <laughs> issue. I have an issue. I, I do have an issue with it. No, no, although, no, your, your point is definitely valid. Yeah, and I also I mean. agree with both sides of it because that's the problem. Like right now with uh, the Ant-Man film is, like you said, the first director got canned because they said he was making a movie that, from what I hear, would have been the best Marvel movie. But it was too far out of line with what Marvel is doing right now with the rest of their movies, so they couldn't make it. So it goes both ways. So, you know, hopefully Batman versus Superman is good, and, you know, eventually whenever this Flash movie makes it out, that'll work out for them too. Chico. Yeah, so you ready for my pick this week? Why not? All right, so um, the, like, original, well, it's not the original, but the big Hong Kong movie, action movie that sort of started, that brought Hong Kong action movies to America was The Killer yep. by John Woo, and that just came on, uh, you know, the service that rhymes with uh, Pet Chicks. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, I I can't say enough. This is John Woo, Chow Yun Fat. They made a bunch of movies together. They're basically the Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro of Hong Kong action cinema. And um, it's, you know, two guns blazing. Dudes don't run out of ammo, but it's cinematic art. It's poetry. Doves flying out of churches. And uh, The Killer is really the one. Like, if you're going to see one Hong Kong action movie, it's The Killer from 1989. I'd also say Hard Boiled. Yeah, Hard Boiled is really good, but The Killer has something to it. Hard Boiled might even have better action, yeah. like the hospital sequence Oof. at the end. But the killer has this somewhat like hard. Oh, I don't know. It also was the first. I think you know. The, There's something that you might not even know about the killer, though, Chico. What hip hop album is the killer most associated with? That I actually I couldn't tell you. Wow. What album it's most well, actually, with. it's it's all over Wu Tang's. Uh, at first, it's mentioned on Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. When uh, oh, really? Right? Yeah, where, where meth. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to like. Because I, I mean, I do know that Raekwon album. Asked, I mean, Raekwon asked Method Man, "Yo, where my killer tap at?" And yo, know, and Method Man's classic response is, "Yo, came through with forties and blunts, dude, to end up missing." So he's talking about the killer, but then on uh, Raekwon's "Only Built for Cuban Links," it is sampled throughout right. the, throughout the tape. It's like the basis of the tape. It's Nine times out of ten, the answer is Wu Tang. Definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, definitely uh, RZA definitely knew about uh, Hong Kong action movies. Definitely. Well, Chico, this is probably the first uh, pick in a while that I can definitely. Fully co-sign. Right. And, All yeah, right. Well, you know, the killer is. I'm always right trying to bring a different look on things. <laughs> you you know? not so esoteric. Right. Yeah. All no, right. the killer is. It's a great flick. It's a, and it's a far cry from Iranian uh, vampire movies. Most definitely <laughs> is. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Smooth from IllDoctrine.com. And when I'm not in my closet looking for my back issues of Brother Man, Dictator of Discipline, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, Internets. We're about to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros Show. Hope you've all enjoyed it. Our special guests, Francesca and Patrick, have been with us all night. And, you know, since we still got you here, got to talk because we know you're big Game of Thrones fans. Yep. Yeah. 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 And are you book readers or TV reader or TV watchers? Uh, I, I read the first three books, but it was the worst thing ever because I saw the first season, then read all the books, then picked it up uh, at the show in the second season. 
and it was like it was deja vu the rest of the time. And uh, so I gave that up. I can't okay. do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this week on Game of Thrones, there was a scene, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it already, you know, or listened to a fan bro's show, Special Delivery, or which you should be, or crawled out from under that rock that you were living in for the past week. Santa Stark gets <laughs> raped. Just, I mean, there's no way around it. You know, it, it, it that was one of the funniest reactions was our very own Illoyc was like, she didn't get raped. She bent, you know, she had sex with her husband on her wedding uh, night. She bent L-O-Y-C over. Said that. He was like, she bent over. Uh, and she was crying the I whole time. I was like, uh, bruh. I, I don't know what he saw. I don't know what, what virgin happened. just throws herself over on a bed, bruh. Like, I've never she seen never that one. She never threw like, herself. She never bent over herself. No. She never ripped apart her, her dress. dress. Yeah. She never ordered her, uh, brother whatever you want to call the watch either it was uh Greek, beyond Greek. this oh okay i'm about to get mad but Francesca, yeah. i'll let you go i don't know i have like mixed feelings in the sense that like rape is always a plot line in game of thrones like every every single episode there's like someone getting raped in the background you know what i mean that yeah. happens so often and not to say that that excuses it but i mean at this point, as soon as we knew that she was betrothed to Ramses and how how just terrible he is and what a horrible person he is, like it was only a matter of time, which is horrible to say. Um, but I am frustrated by the fact that the show keeps using this as like a plot device in a way to like add depth to a character or something. I don't know. It just seems really, really lazy. Um, And also, it also kind of frustrates me because when you hear people talk about these scenes, I'm hearing a lot of like really horrible things. Really? Well, I just remember when Cersei and her brother and that whole thing happened. Mm -hmm. We were talking to these guys one time and this guy, who we're not really friends with them, we're like friends of a friend. He was like, well, if anybody had to get raped, I mean, she's a bitch. And I was oh. like, I was like, whoa, like that is like really freaks me out that like people are probably having a feeling of like not feeling sympathy for her because she's terrible. So like, okay. Or like wow. someone is more sympathetic because they're a nice person and they get raped or they did bad stuff before. So like, you know, I don't feel bad about it. And it's just like, that has like really bad real world implications for how we talk about rape and how we talk about survivors and victims. And so like that kind of bothers me more than just the show. It's like how people watching it then perceive those events in real life. And that's kind of like bothers me. Yeah. Sadly, I saw actually some people, just like you said, there are more people who were concerned with the fate of Theon than they were with Sansa. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, like, the whole season of Theon getting tortured and maimed and, and everything else was one of the roughest things for me. I, I'm rough. not a fan Ugh. of people being imprisoned or tortured. It's just something I cannot deal with. And that was, like, disturbing. No matter what Theon had done before that, it just was so much for me. But there is no way that in that scene I'm feeling more for Theon than I am for Sansa. Right. It's like, no well, they kind of made it all about him by right. making it his reaction, and, right. and that was something people were upset about. Like, mm-hmm. well, suddenly I have to feel bad because like Theon feels uncomfortable. I like, didn't feel bad when he was crying. It was like, well, you know, yeah. the way they framed the shot. Obviously, you didn't see what was going on, but they zoomed in on Theon shaking, sniveling, yeah, crying I face. Didn't feel bad, which, which, which led me to, to your point. Yeah, yeah, which led me to believe that he was going to jump in. Like, why? You know, so uh. like either they they switched off Sansa and Ram to like it's not like they don't show everything on that show but like the decision to to, to you know they're like but okay. she's a young actress and they don't want to show her getting right. you know like 
her facial. You know, you don't want to see that. Right. That's 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 out the way. But you know, like we say, like that was my main thing. Like I feel like it, it is horrible, and I feel you about you know that they use rape and like. In the book, from what I understand, that doesn't happen to Sansa. It happens to another character. That's not they, even in the show. But they folded them together and yeah. their fate together, so it kind of happens. But I don't like that they use it for character development or whatever. I, but I, at, I think she's tortured enough. But yes. at the same token, yeah, definitely. By the same token, bad things happen to everyone in Game of Thrones. And it's just one of those things like male, female, no matter what, dogs, cats, everybody catches bad ones in Game of Thrones. Like, it's just, yeah. it's one of those shows. You got to expect it. I agree with everything you said, uh, yeah. Francesco. You, had, you pretty much read my mind. I mean, I think it's terrible, but I also think that if you've been watching the show for seven seasons, like, you've seen numerous women get raped. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and that's terrible to say. Like, I, I think you can be a fan of shows that have problematic elements. I think that that's possible. I think you can talk about it. But I also think that, like, at this point, we are a little desensitized because we've seen it in like every episode. Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah. you know, it definitely has been. It's it's a rough show to watch. It it'll get you, you know. And uh, I hope people haven't been desensitized by this episode of Fanbro Show. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have been pretty clean. Uh, Francesca, let us know where you can find you on these internets. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cheska Lee, C-H-E-S-C-A-L-E-I-G-H. It's a weird, weird spelling, so I like to spell it out. Um, and you can follow our podcast, Last Name Basis. Our website is lastnamebasis.com. And we're also on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. And? I'm at Ty Optional on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm one place. I keep it simple. Yes. You know where to find me. I hear you. I'm at, yeah, I mean, well, we're, we are we are possibly expanding. You never know. People have asked us to make videos recently. Oh, yeah, I make videos too, so Cheskily on YouTube also. Do you have any new projects you want to announce? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm working on a web series with MTV. Um, it's called Decoded, and it's all about race and pop culture. Um, and so we are really getting in the nitty gritty and kind of breaking down stereotypes. Um, and we're going to be doing sketches and vlogs and I'm super excited. We filmed our first episode yesterday and yeah, we're premiering in like one to two weeks. We're still kind of working all the kinks out. Wow. So uh, when did the fan bros make an appearance on this show? Oh my God. I would love to have you guys on. We're doing a lot of sketches. So if you guys are ever interested in being characters in a sketch. Yes. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Can I would... get killed in it? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're having any killings happening. You have to wear a white Batman suit. That's the <laughs> Yo, only requirement. If MTV gets me the white Batman suit, I will wear it. <laughs> like, oh my God. Well, right? I flaunt. I will flaunt that suit. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight on the spaceship. And as always, fan bros out there, make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Go to the fan bros shop where we got T-shirts. Buy them at <laughs> fanbros.com. You can find all kind of various designs. And we got an ill design that I can't even talk about yet, but it is coming very soon. Ooh. We got something super special coming to fan bros dot com and the shop so check it out anything else before we get out of here tatiana i don't think so chico just uh you're gonna have to let the uh fan bros know if you guys do in fact want those chico leo body pillows <laughs> and happy born day to malcolm x 